0: Right, we're back with Villaincast. I believe this might be episode 10 now. So I'm not sure if uh, there's some sort of celebration I'm supposed to do that I've managed to hit 10 episodes of content. Um, quick shout out to the sponsors first. Still no sponsors. <laughs> Omid actually like joked about this in the last episode saying I've kind of like put myself in a hole now that I keep making this joke. I'm like, I'll keep making this joke. I still find it funny. Maybe because I'm a dad and dad jokes are like hilarious to me um <laughs> so this is reap the week with el jefe not el jeff as i accidentally once <laughs> all <was. laughs> hey Nak. hi <laughs> um so this week uh i've been having a good think about uh content to put through especially after the conversation with omid uh on the last episode if you haven't checked out that episode uh please go check it out um either by the exact same way you were listening to this, or if you fancy a change, Spotify or YouTube or something else. Hmm. Um, and he raised the idea that he has a specific uh, blueprint that all his students have to know before they go on to like Blue Belt, Pub, Belt, Earth, and else, because he wants to have that kind of base knowledge to to be able to explain everything he does in the future. And I know most gyms have this. So... Um, there's a, like, there's always been the conversations of, like, is there should there be a syllabus for jiu-jitsu from a traditional kind of standpoint or a curriculum, et cetera, that people have to, like, exam to get blue belt? Um, every gym obviously has a criteria for blue belt. Uh, but then look at it from a different perspective. What tools would you give a white belt? Would I give a white belt? Would anyone give a white belt to make... Uh, learning jiu-jitsu easier as in here are all the things that explain jiu-jitsu uh this will kind of set you instead for the rest of your jiu-jitsu career what would i want a white belt to have to make that happen outside of technique because we can all say you know if you're on your, on your first days of jiu-jitsu what are your first guards open guard closed guard half guard whatever or you need to know side control mount um but what would set jujitsu up to actually be an um, easier martial art to learn instead of just these disparate tex- uh, techniques. So just before the episode started, I had a conversation with Naki, and I, I, I said this to him, like, this is what I'm going to be going through today. Um, he kind of listed off all the things that I've kind of written down. Uh, this will be a video series that will be appearing on the uh, YouTube channel. Um, in the not-too-distant future, uh, there'll be about five, six, seven episodes. Uh, you'll be able to roughly figure out what they are from listening to the rest of this podcast. But I'll be going into greater detail with those um, in each of those upcoming videos. Uh, okay, then. So, hey, Nak, uh, what would you say, then? Uh, part one, day one, white belt rocks up in the gym, like, you know, hasn't done anything before. How do you explain jiu-jitsu?
1: Oh, we talked about this before, didn't we? Where we said the space number one, knee and armpit. Even before, that,
0: even, before even before that. that. Even like, before that. So someone has accidentally yeah. uh, got confused and come in on the wrong night. So Monday night was supposed to be karate, but they've come in on Tuesday. <laughs> and it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu night. And they're like, what the hell is happening in here? I think this is an important question because if you don't actually, if you can't actually explain to someone what Jiu-Jitsu is, you can explain karate, you can explain boxing. Boxing is the art of punching someone in the face and not getting punched in the face yourself. Thai boxing is the exact same, but doing it with your feet and your hands. Um, Jiu-Jitsu, how would you explain to that person who's just rocked up, what is Jiu-Jitsu?
1: It's the art of taking them down. Well, it's grappling into it? taking them down. We've done this four step process. We talked about it before, aren't we? Yes. Um, and it's, you know, take them down, get past yes. their legs. Because, obviously, it's they that's their strongest part of their body. Uh, Pin them, control them, and then eventually submission.
0: Yes. Um, go deeper, then. Why? Yeah. I know Danaher, I think, I again, I've probably stolen this from Danaher or Ryan Hall yeah. or some other great thinker of jiu-jitsu. Uh, and I'm trying to uh, sell myself as just as <laughs> equally great. I have just stolen these things. Um, so... Why, though? Why, why do we take them down? Why do, do, why do we do jiu-jitsu? Why don't we just do it from standing? Why don't we just wrestle? Why don't we just so, do standing jokes?
1: So they can't punch you <laughs>
0: or kick you. But they can still punch and kick you on the ground. Well, not as effectively. You take the mobility away. That's the thing. Uh, they can't yes. move. So that's why we do jiu-jitsu. We, that's why we fight on the ground, is because you have taken away the majority of someone's athleticism. So yes. Taking that then to that day one, in you come white belt who's thinking this is a weird karate. They don't punch <laughs> each other. Um, they wear the same clothes, uh, and they're like, "Well, why are you doing what you're doing?" I'm like, well, jujitsu is uh, a way of of limiting, not removing. That's why we have weight categories. That's why it still has sport aspects, mm. but limiting the other person's athleticism. Because as soon as they hit the deck their mobility and strength decreases. So you you make the fight more fair. I think that's a fair way of of defining what we do. Yeah. Um, What do you say next? Get past the legs. Yes, get past the legs. Guard, pass, or whatever we we call it. Why do we pass the legs?
1: Because it's the strongest part of the body, and obviously guard. You can wrap them up, take them down, sweep them. You can stand up yourself as well. So
0: yeah well, there's a number the, of ways they can attack you. They can go kick you as well. <laughs> that's the interesting part is that this is like a conversation I had uh, a prefaced uh, this with Naki before the before we started recording about how I had a conversation recently with a, a white belt uh, about a four step program of understanding Jiu-Jitsu and how to progress with it. So exactly the, the four steps that Naki is referring to is like part one, take them down, part two, pass the most dangerous part of the body because even in a fight aspect up kicks exist kicks exist and it's the most powerful part of the body it's going to do the most damage that's why getting past the legs matters so much then you go through a hierarchy of pins exactly you go through a hierarchy of controls that allows you to punch the other person in the face Side control, not as much neon belly mount you start to go more and more nuts uh raining knuckles um you then get to a point where you can submit them um yeah, that's, that's jujitsu. I think if you were to explain that son who walked in the door, they'd have a pretty good bead on what's about to happen to them. Um, which, as odd as it sounds like, if, if you think back to anyone listen to this, I say this in a rhetorical way. If you think back to when you first started playing this game, did you actually think that? Was that something at the forefront of your head about why you're actually doing this? Probably not. Probably it definitely wasn't mine up until I was about a purple belt. <laughs> I was like, I'm just do, I'm just doing this and it seems to be fun. Um but I think if I'd known that from the beginning, and I have seen the results of this when I've explained it, jujitsu changes automatically. Um and this is uh, I'll we'll cover onto the one, two, three, four in a minute. Um so going to what and why is jujitsu. Uh what would be the next so we've explained to this person, right? This is what's going to happen, this is why we're doing it to you. Uh, what would be the next thing you explain to them?
1: Well, as in sparring or just straight, no, no, into no, no, just sport. like
0: just explaining to you that this white belt toolbox, like so. They well, they've got it
1: yeah. They, they now know what they need to be done, but you have to explain to them that they've got to learn to defend first, <laughs> yes defend yes. first because they won't know any attacks, you know, and they're going to roll with someone. They're going to come for them. You know, they're going to roll and they're going to they're gonna be on the offense. And if you've got no idea how to defend, then you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna get choked. You're going to get on board. You're going to get, you know, all sorts of done to you. It's
0: going to suck. Yeah, You're going to have a bad um, night. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And I think uh, this is
1: why a lot of people get put off on these first nights. I think that's why the rotation rate in jiu-jitsu is not that high. You, you can only, the savages stay around, you know?
0: Yeah. I think this is something that me and Omid said is that you can't know who the, the, the people who are going to be sticking around and getting more, like the higher belts, like brown belts and black belts are because those are the people who like shatter their finger and then like tie yeah. it up and then carry on rolling or they get injured and they just appear in the next class with like a cast on and they just sitting there <laughs> watching. Like you can't, extricate them from jiu-jitsu they will be there no matter what and i'm not mean like you know because you know people can be addicted to jujitsu at their first couple of years like white belts and blue belts but these are like lunatics that like three four five years in still get smashed up and go i'm not missing class don't be silly <laughs> um Maybe that's just us though because we have an N- NHS in this country that allows us to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure if we had injuries it could make worse and it cost us. I don't think we'd be as uh, mm-hmm. as flippant with it. Um, but yeah, how you need to know how to but what is a defense? I don't mean and this is like the important part is, I'm trying to stick away from uh, technical information here. Um, just given like the technical, uh, not the the technical, the conceptual understanding of everything that's going to be explained to them in the future, and like like you mm-hmm. said, uh, how to defend what's coming to you. So it's not shrimping and 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 specific framings and stuff like that. It's like what constitutes control. Yeah. How do I stop that from happening? Um, and uh, plug plug plug. Uh, my how to defend everything video is still out. It still <laughs> uh, gets loads of views, and definitely check that one out if you're not interested. But I'll do another video explaining it anyway soon. Um, yeah, how to make it not hurt as much, and that's one of the fun things is that since jujitsu is, is control first and foremost on the ground, if you can stop people getting those control points, you know, into your armpits, behind your head, behind your knees, um, you can pretty much take anyone like beginner, day oneer like tie them up into a ball and leave them on the floor, and they'll survive jiu-jitsu. which is hilarious that. This martial art we've spent so much money and time investing into that can be shut down by someone just pretending to be an armadillo <laughs> um that's annoying uh what's next what would you say nak what would you so because i know you, you you obviously have your own students and your own little gym that you kind of bring people into the world with this and i think you have a bigger intake than i do uh <laughs> in flux. So I'm interested. I, I actually like. It's it's funny that we didn't really talk much about the order or or the exact points I was going to go through in this before the show started. But it's mm. amazing how we both just come out instantly the exact same list. Yeah, almost like <laughs> I've I've beaten this into Naki over time. Um, <laughs> yes. Next point. What would you so say?
1: The two point. Well, the main parts that we need to defend. So obviously, the knee and armpit space. Yep. number one and the space between the heel and the glutes heel mm-hmm. and bum uh, explain what god is
0: yeah okay yeah that's an interesting one so mm-hmm. how do you explain god so god is obviously you're going
1: to use your legs and arms well you've got to explain to them that they have got gravity on their side you need to use the tools that you've got so your hands and legs uh sweep or leg lock, or attempt, you know, attempt leg lock and try sweep them. Um, understanding of inside and outside guards. Um,
0: and- I think you, I think you touched on it a little bit there. Um, okay. So not going into the the. Uh, this feels weird. It feels like also an exam for you. Like this is like your black, I black exam for me. Like yeah. Like, no, no. I'm just curious, like how you how you go about it. Um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, one thing I'd add into that is, is why do we have God? So that you can't get punched in the face easily. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it, 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 um, it stops them coming above your hips, which is the
1: control that they need. So, you know, your legs will, as long as your legs are in the way, you can keep framing and you've still got a chance to survive. Um, to I try and come
0: up. I think it goes back into that kind of, uh, core understanding of what jiu-jitsu is as in it's a it's a way of evening the score mm-hmm. so we take people down because we even the score and and make it more equal when it comes to physicality um but when uh you're on the floor and you're underneath someone then shit has hit the fan yeah. uh, so how do you even fight at that point if you can't use physicality um this is like a foreshadowing for the, something later on in the uh, podcast <laughs> um, is we have a guard because you have even the score by increasing the number of weapons um, facing that other person. So again, this like day one white belt who's rocked up and trying to explain the core ideas of jujitsu. We've gone through what we, why we're doing what we're doing, how to stop it from happening to you, ball up. Um and then the idea that we have this guard which is if you can't ball up increase the number of weapons you have to even the score against their natural attributes of uh mass gravity and mobility they've got those we don't have those if you're underneath you do not have those so you have to even the fight you increase your weapon load from two to four you increase your leg you use your legs but also put some back down this isn't something else I want to go on to. I'm definitely going to make a longer video of this one. Is this one, two, three, four aspect. So take leg locks out of the situation for a moment. Look at it as, as pristine jujitsu. am um, not saying that leg locks isn't pristine jiu-jitsu. I, leg I know. I was
1: just, I was about to have a fit then.
0: <laughs> yeah. so reach for the screen and strangle me. Um, where was I? One, two, three, four. Yes. Oh, I took me, me completely <laughs> out of it then. Um Sorry. is that in a jiu-jitsu way, you if you're attacking, you want to go up the numbers. It's almost like as soon as you solidify a number, you do not go back down. You do not go back down in numbers. Um so if you take someone down, you do not let them back up. You then work for number two, which is your guard pass. Um you can you can like get a, like a, a soft two, you can work on your two as long as you do not give up the one to let the two happen two happens you get the guard pass so you're inside control or whatever you do not give up uh your two to increase position to your four and then as soon as you get like your your solidified you know pre-submission control you do not allow yourself to uh give up that um control you've already built uh, to then um, get the submission. Like the stupidest thing in the world is to, like, I think arm bars are stupid as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial decision here. Arm bars and leg locks are stupid as fuck in a traditional Jiu-Jitsu kind of sense. I know they work. I use them all the time. But for beginners, when you try and like explain why Jiu-Jitsu works and why they should kind of stick to this like protocol, leg lock in general, that's fine. Like eventually, you know, day one, day two, heel hook. Um but this idea of of you know, especially if you want to win uh convincingly in competition, etc., do not allow anything that allows you to go back down number. Do not go for a shitty mount take that allows your leg to get caught. Do not go for an armbar or a leg lock that requires your back to hit the floor. Cause if you fuck up, you have literally gone back down to minus numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid as fuck. Um, I think we can both, we both agree on that. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, 100%. When, when we sparred. Competition,
0: yeah. Well, oh, no, whenever we've sparred, like in the gym, like, it has to be if, I know, if I'm going for a leg lock on you, I have to know full well that I'm not going to give up anything I've already <laughs> gained. So if I'm at like a, a minus two because I've got guard on you, um, I, I have to know that leg lock's going to work and it isn't going to result in my guard being passed. Because the stupidest thing in the world would be for me to go for that, get my guard pass, and then I'm at minus three. Yeah. Like that, I think that has to be like again a core white belt tool. Like you have to have that. You have to have this understanding that you you forwards only, unless you know it's a guaranteed one hundred percent in the bad cast submission. Like you can always practice, you know but sp- rolling and and competition sparring are two different things um yeah. roll to practice and play sp- competition sparring to murder and and improve in that way um but i think especially when it comes to that kind of competition sparring you have to have that one two three four you have to have i'm not going back down because otherwise what the hell is it all for i 100%. think that's, that should be in the white toolbox. Yeah, 100%. That slide that one in. Um, yeah, so God, yes. That's important. And that's why we have it. What's next? What would you give in this white belt toolbox? After God. Yeah. Uh, Running math. Explain. Explain. From a non-technical expect- perspective, non-technical. so you haven't okay. given any technique out, what concept would that be? So do not be flat. Yeah, actually no, I didn't. I didn't put that one in mine. Oh damn! What? Yeah. what? <laughs> don't put the. Oh no, I can. Yeah, in history. a different. Yeah. Yeah, but no, don't be flat. No, completely. Don't be flat. Don't be flat. Um. Oh wow! I'm gonna i write that down. And put that in my toolbox. Uh, why? Why not be flat? Because if you're not flat, you're being
1: pinned. Uh, and pressure works better when you're pinned. So you're gonna suffer more. Um, your mobility decreases big time when your shoulders yes. are pinned.
0: Oh no, I wouldn't say it's shoulders are pinned. I say it's hips are pinned.
1: Well, hips and shoulders, because it's the both ends of the spine.
0: Yeah, you can't you can't rotate one without the other. Yeah. Like, not fully. <laughs>
1: well, when we play the when we talk about the cross axes that when we play side control, it's always controlling yeah. one shoulder and one hip, ain't it? On a yeah, diagonal yeah. axis.
0: Well, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, actually odd that you should say that. I don't actually practice that idea. I I'd probably practice it in a different way Mm. that must be something that you and Alex work on Um, possibly Possibly, because I look at it in the sense of um, there's three uh, rotation points of the spine and all three have to turn for you to roll Mm. over so head shoulders and hips Mm. Um, and all three have to go in the exact same direction for a, a turn to happen and if one is going the wrong way the turn can't happen yeah so, yeah, probably the exact same idea of how you say cross-axis, but i probably just include, include the head as well mm. uh, and just like try and find two out of three for control. Oh, actually, no, actually, this is an interesting one. One out of three is actually quite good for me as well mm. because at least then I've dictated the direction I know you're going to go. Yeah. Bait. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Don't be flat because uh, if you're flat, your legs don't work. Simple as that. Now, if I ask anyone to, to lie flat on their back and then stand up, you will come to one side first, guaranteed. Because yeah. your legs only work that way. It's like um, the
1: technical get-up is the most prime example of that. If you, should. Yeah. If you were to demonstrate a technical get-up, you know, to get up effectively without being punched yeah. or kicked in the face.
0: You have to go up sideways. It's the same, yeah. well, no, it's just in general, if I ask a human being to stand up and from like lying flat, they roll to their side first and one yeah. leg comes underneath. They can't just like rise straight up like they're a zombie coming out of a, like a vampire coming out <laughs> of a coffin um and so yeah exactly don't be flat i think that's that should be definitely in the white belt toolbox definitely i'll, I'll add that into my list of videos to do thank you um <laughs> <laughs> uh what next what else would you put in the white belt toolbox
1: uh what a joint submission is or how to perform a joint submission
0: yes why honest to god i must have had some sort of like brain fart when I wrote these because I didn't even put that one in (laughs) or choke that would have been really helpful I do do these things but yeah yeah what's the joint submission Um, completely Uh, how do you explain that then so obviously
1: to to control to get the submission your joint submission you want you've got to control the joint above and below uh, for the one you want so if you want an armbar you've got to control the wrist and the shoulder and that's for the attacker. So as a defense, you know, if you're engineered that, you'd think, okay, if I am in an armbar situation, if I don't give him one control, then I can get out. So you, you're killing two
0: birds with one stone. I think actually that kind of leads on to something else really important. And this is like definitely, definitely something that would be in the white belt toolbox is understanding the difference between a joint submission and a minor control position i think i stole that term from charles who probably got it from somewhere else mm. is that um and when people think of leg locks they think of the whole thing they think of the moment that you grab hold of the leg is a submission it's not it's the exact same with the armbar, as in you you get hold of you sit with your legs across their face and chest and you have hold of their arm, and then it's, that's the armbar. But I think you have to be able to separate that into two distinct parts. Part one is the control position. Part two is once the limb is fully outstretched, and its locking position, that's the submission. And I think it's yeah. important to understand the, the difference between the two because because it's seen as one solid structural bit of information it's kind of like you have to go all the way to the end like you get you get into the arm bar the leg lock position you have to finish and you get sloppy and it's like and then people escape them and and it's probably one of the worst parts when you're new at jujitsu. jitsu i'd say it matters more to get the positional minor control position as in the arm the, the wrap around the arm or the wrap around the leg and hold it be able to ride with it as in, no matter what someone does, you keep that without submitting them. Yeah, um, it lets you go
1: to different positions as well, easily. you know. You yeah, it's, it's tr-
0: it, it can be as transitional as any other position, but yeah. like learning how to bite onto someone's arm, not like <laughs> teeth. Yeah, yeah you're going to confuse some people specify there. that. No biting white belts. Um, but no, actually like being able to, to create that bite uh, with your yeah. legs or your arms onto their limb that no matter what they do, they can't get rid of you because then the submission will always come. Now, if you can like just, and that's like one of the fun things about when you play leg locks is that if you can create a really decent bite on someone's leg and they could be rolling around all over the place and it actually then changes how you perceive. Wow, that picked up really well on your microphone. Is that a motorbike going past your house? Yeah. I heard that really clearly. Um, Oh, your picture's frozen. Yeah, so's yours. Oh, I wonder if the video's frozen. Your audio's fine still.
1: Oh, okay. Carry on then. Oh, oh there me. we go. We're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I think that is actually would actually increase probably um, the uh, ease and, and happiness that people would actually feel about submissions. Is that when you get stuck in an armbar or a, a leg lock, if you look at it from a traditional way of, of like this is a solid piece of information. The second you end up in an armbar or a leg lock, you get panicked and you kind of stop thinking too much about the defense of the position. You think more about I need to watch out; he's about to break my arm or leg. Yeah.
1: Especially
0: mm-hmm. when it comes to leg locks, it makes them very frightening. But I think if you were to roll with the idea that it's a minor control, it's a position, not a, like a side control or a mount. It's a position of the limb, and people can roll like that and hold and and maintain control like that and you can actually work the defenses from there i think you'd realize they're not actually that scary especially with leg locks because as soon as like someone gets ashy or like 411 people oh no i need to tap you know and they're afraid to move afraid to roll and that then makes people afraid to do submission because they think people are going to like spaz out and and have their limbs broken um but I think if you can actually then learn like, how to move effectively, I think it'd like take away a lot of that fear, like how to, to latch onto someone and realize that no, they can actually move around quite freely whilst I have onto their leg and no damage is going to be caused because it's not a submission yet. Um, I think that's, that's definitely something to go in the white belt toolbox is this idea of uh, what is a minor control position as well as a major control position. What is the control of the limb and not the body and how to actually maintain those. Um, and separating out those joints joint submissions because i the best ones are kimura now i yeah for control yeah kimuras all the damn time but yeah. not for submissions um i use it just to hold on to someone and, and keep them in control as i do something else to them it's not their like wrist lock because <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to hell <laughs> um yeah, I think that's an important one. Definitely in the white belt toolbox. Um, what else would you put in there? Uh,
1: well, how to choke or what is a choke? What kind of chokes there are? So you've got the arm in chokes, you've got normal chokes without the arms in. Yeah, uh, what's a choke? Exp- yeah, explain the concepts and then uh, how to defend it. Well, the defense, obviously, again, same thing. You know, if to choke, they need your shoulders flat with the uh, their, their back and your chest. Mm-hmm. If you can get your shoulder into their sternum, and they're not choking you.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's that idea of what what is, and I think this is a nomenclature issue, as in strangles and chokes, because I think actually what we do are strangles, mm. like officially in the wet in the dictionary. I've got my phone next to me. Maybe I should look it up. Um, I might talk as I'm like doing both of these things. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure a strangle is a blood uh, constriction, and a choke is an air constriction. But for some reason, we we. Get them the wrong way around. Okay, I might be wrong with these things, but I think it's just because strangling someone sounds way worse. Yeah, it does. Well, um, <laughs> uh, not sure. um I'm gonna look at that and probably. I think something I heard in the in the past. I think I got confused, but hmm. uh yeah, maybe. But yeah, understanding what the the two, what the differences are between air and blood. Yeah, because again, if you if you just think your neck is this this. Terrible thing that you shouldn't have someone uh, mutilate. Then you're not going to understand the difference. <laughs> um, but yeah, completely. Um, and else would you put in your in your uh, toolbox for a white belt?
1: For a white belt, you'd have to, uh, I don't know. What have you got there? Because I've put some in that you haven't got on your list. What have you got what I haven't said?
0: I've got two that haven't come up. Okay. First one, what is the pocket? To a white
1: belt. Oh, actually,
0: yeah, it makes sense yeah. to a white belt. Well, range. Range, yeah, but... The importance of range, that, that where the distances are, the danger is. Because there's a distance where it's too far and there's no danger. There's a distance where it's too close and um, you are in danger. And then there's a middle distance where you can then dictate who's in danger. Well, it's hand fighting, though, isn't it? Because
1: that's the one I would have said. I think it's the same thing. Oh, it's yeah, could yeah, yeah. It's the Same hand thing in it, really.
0: It. Yeah, but I think it, it, you have to understand that. Oh, uh, well, not you. You know, but the the proverbial you, the the white belt, uh, yeah. has to understand this idea that there is a distance. Like, I think if you don't explain that idea, that and if you just show technique, uh, like you know, breaking their posture, then go for a guillotine, yeah. or a triangle, or some shit from close guard. That takes away the idea that there was a pocket that had to be fought there. Mm. And I think if you don't have that idea that, and this is why, again, why, why do we, um, this actually goes to my next one. You, can, you can't see the screen, but this is why these two things are really close together is that you have um, a pocket where there's no danger, there's all the danger, and then there's who decides the danger, which is the hand fighting distance. And then there's jab cross. Yes. Which can be seen Mental. a couple of ways. As in, you know, you can either take, say, if, you know, especially from a guard perspective, take say, say yourself all the way out of danger, posture. But if you have to be broken down, break down into it and control it there, which is the the jab to the cross. But then I think that's also just in general, like, just understand that anything you do, there's an opposite to it. I think there's an important part for these to be told to a white belt. Yeah. As in, if you see a shrimp, there is a turtle. If there is a uh, posture, there's a stack, and that's not just from guard, but from from back control as well. Um, uh, I think those things need to be put across as well. That don't just settle on you are stuck with this. Like you're going to get techniques taught to you. There's always an opposite technique that you can do. I think if you're not told that, I think you you have very linear. Yeah, conditions. a lot
1: of people get stuck that this is the answer and that's it. You know, if you can yes. get out of that mindset and think there's always another thing. There's always, I can. So there's, there's an answer somewhere and I've got to get the timing or something, but there's an answer somewhere. I think yeah. if you have that mindset, you will find more things and you'll be more comfortable in your jiu-jitsu. I,
0: I think if you had all these tools as a white belt, I think jiu would be a hell of a lot easier. But I thought there was yeah. a lot of information there. I think that's one, one of the hardest belts is that I think if you had all this, and this is kind of the goal of it. If you had all these tools, it means getting a blue belt would be way easier because everything you have kind of falls into these categories. Mm. I think these are like maybe month one concepts. I think now you can go into a bit deeper as in uh, about, um, about leverage and about climbing the limbs and about um, sweep theory and all those other like cool things that we do. Passing theory. I think they'd be like first year concepts, but like month one, like, survival toolbox like welcome to the gym here you go here's your gear. here's your toolbox yeah. i think those would be the ones that you'd have to give them
1: Never.
0: um maybe like you should make some sort of pamphlet um for when <laughs> people start like
1: or there maybe you're... like
0: oh why a pamphlet that costs money why not just make some sort of video series on youtube that we can just direct them to and say like if you study this dude I might actually do that because obviously I'm trying to like do the beginner course right now um, yeah. and we've got like all these beginners signing up. I may just make the video series obviously <laughs> for people watching this and then just send them like the beginner course, send them to this page and say, look, know all these things everything will be fine for you when you start.
1: Yeah.
0: Good and idea. This kind of goes back to did we say this before or after the video? Before we started recording or after? I think we said before we started recording. Yeah. No, yeah, we did. Okay, I won't spoil it. <laughs> Wait. Um it was about the uh, the downloading into the matrix. Um <laughs> I think um yeah, definitely uh, that makes no sense to anyone listening to this. Uh it was because we me and Naki were probably talking for about 15 minutes before this started, and now press record and so now now in conversation. I just forget what we spoke about. <laughs> um hmm. yeah. Uh where was I? Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. No, it's the idea that you could have these these bits of information here that are nothing to do with physicality that you could just give to someone on the internet. Like, take these into your first jiu-jitsu class, you feel better. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna like, especially since we're gonna be opening up in the not too distant future with the relaxing of of and the the receding of COVID. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to prepare this and then everyone who like signs up especially like the the couple of dozen however many it is we've already had and goes like go to this you'll understand jujitsu more
1: yeah it'll but, be good to see the result
0: afterwards. yeah definitely definitely I am have to put it on the uh, discord channel about how it goes in the future yeah. and also just like get their points of view because uh, I did ask this question Prior to us recording, like what belts people are, I was surprised we have black belts on there listening to me. Why? Oh, we had we had some uh, uh,
1: that uh, guy who was like I was trained with Frank Shamrock or something. I was like, what? I don't know why Do you listening
0: to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh Jesus. Uh, okay. I'm um, I, I, I I'm making everything up as I go along. Uh, going on to that Discord channel then. Uh, this is this this reap the week. Uh, series of podcasts that we do is like us chatting every week about new ideas that we have about Jiu Jitsu but also then um, we ask questions on the Discord channel please go on there, there'll be there's links everywhere, I literally link to that on everything we do with regards to like this channel and stuff mm-hmm. um, go on to and ask questions because I, well, I do kind of pay attention um, it's getting bigger uh, and I then take these, these things and uh, we talk uh, on the week Uh, or just answer them there and then (laughs) so first one then best at home exercises that you have for Jiu Jitsu and this is a fun one because I've ruined this already for Naki Uh, so I I think he's probably going to be like not answering just because he knows I'm going to go I think you're wrong (laughs) so no good Naki actually to give a a bit of a background on Naki he's a PT and so Exercise is his thing, and so for me to then like do what I'm about to do is like real fair. <laughs> Go on, knack. <laughs> I can't
1: do anything solo, my you know, jiu-jitsu-wise. I just do circuits and stuff. I can't do jiu-jitsu on my own.
0: No, I think that's it. And this is this is why I don't know I, how
1: I've seen all these videos doing solo. And I'm like, I can't, man. I can't do it.
0: <laughs> well, that's been the whole thing about COVID. It's like this, this, there's, 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 there's people filling geese with old clothes and, yeah. and making dummies and all this kind of stuff and like i'm like no like i will get no benefit out of this at all ever i get more benefit from just sitting and thinking um and this is i think the the point i want to actually then say is that i don't think there's any home exercises you can do for jujitsu specifically in that if you're a hobbyist in jiu-jitsu and you are just interested in being you know, in jiu-jitsu enjoying jujitsu, jitsu learn jiu it doesn't matter. Like Rolling will get you fitter. Uh, being genu- generally active in something will get you fitter. I don't know. Cycle. Lift some weights. Go for a run. Just have a more uh, healthy body will always be better for you. After that, couldn't care less. Um, I think the important part about jujitsu is that if you were to take away like, so anyone who uh, I don't know, is older than would have heard of the matrix that
1: that film's like 23 years old i know man i was looking at some films the other day and i'm like these films are that old like i was looking for casino real man it's 2006 right
0: like, yo that's nuts isn't it like matrix is 23 years old wow so, there are kids who are like finishing university <laughs> and
1: they don't know what the matrix
0: is born, <laughs> born when that came out that makes me feel old as shit yeah and i'm not that old but that's that's pretty bad um <laughs> At least, like, 80s films, you could tell they were old because they like, you know, those, the CGI looked like something done on, like, a NES. But, <laughs> like, you know, Matrix looked at least a little bit convincing. Uh, and that's why it's like, getting hard. Like, you could put the Matrix and like, later MCU films side by side and think they're pretty on par with each other. Like, but you couldn't take the, the, the Matrix of a film that came, like, 23 years earlier and say, oh, yeah, they're definitely, like... Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, Yeah, so anyway, um, with regards to most mar- some martial arts, not most martial arts, but um, ones that require like, excessive uh, dexterity, flexibility, uh, or uh, gymnastics or other things like that that require like, a high level of physicality, I don't think you could, you could download into your head matrix style um those things and actually be able to do them you couldn't like download gymnastics into your head and then go out and do it because you just jump on your own head and die uh jujitsu is different i know jujitsu uh i think you could download jujitsu into your head matrix style and go do it at a really high level without actually adding the physicality so then going right you know circling back around to this idea of home exercises i think there aren't any i think as long as if you can um kind of tap into this this way of understanding jujitsu uh by like watching all this information that's out there and, and getting a deeper understanding of it that way I don't think it matters. I think you could easily get better Jiu-Jitsu. I don't think you need exercises to do it. I think you just like, don't be a slob. I think would be the uh, <laughs> the best home exercise. Just do something.
1: Yeah, do something.
0: Um. Yeah, I think Jiu-Jitsu is quite unique in that. I think you could actually become very good at it without needing... Um, any sort of extra physicality I mean physicality will always make you better but that's if you're going to be a competitor if you're just interested in actually learning jujitsu, I don't think it matters like if you're going to like become a competitor go do sprint work go lift heavy go do yeah. Olympic lifts um, join a gym get a PT like maybe Naki who understands Jiu Jitsu um, I travel to Stoke-on-Trent uh, but in general no I think for the average person just understand Jiu Jitsu better like, yeah. think more about it, work your brain more. Um, goes on to the next part. How many hours a day, obviously before the world turned to horrific shit, um, how many hours a day did you spend thinking or practicing jiu-jitsu? I can't put a number on it,
1: but I'm always thinking about jiu-jitsu.
0: This is, this is quite, quite, quite odd. This is what was, like, you listened to the Johnny Buck episode, didn't you? Yeah. Like, he he like, said the exact same thing. Secondly, he walks out of the gym and just doesn't care about Jiu-Jitsu or MMA at all. i was like, huh, I'm not alone. That's interesting. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't watch any Jiu-Jitsu. Um, all right. I, I get it if it comes up on, like, you know, through through targeted uh, interests on like Instagram or Facebook or something. I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Well, why is he upside down? I watched some of it then, but to actually go out and watch matches and stuff, I'm not not that much into it. (laughs) Strange. Um, (laughs) um, But that's probably because teaching and rolling three hours every evening and then doing three, four, five hours of privates a day, I think when you get to about eight hours of jujitsu, <laughs> it gets now, then you're also trying to write jujitsu videos and think about what things to teach on jujitsu videos and then you know now these days jiu-jitsu podcasts and stuff. <laughs> I think to say that I don't think about jujitsu outside of the gym, I think is healthy for me because <laughs> at the, the, the current eight to ten hours um accidentally thinking about jujitsu <laughs> isn't like, I don't need more <laughs> at all. Would you agree? Because I know, like, you you were teaching privacy and stuff and doing your own classes in the gym. And the fact that you actually go away and, like, watch videos as well, I'm like, how? <laughs> study, man, study. you got to watch, you know, what's going on. How, how is your brain not falling out?
1: Yeah, sometimes, man, I don't know. I, I try to switch off the phone sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think... I think that's one of the interesting things. I think once jiu-jitsu kind of seeps into your soul, like it's hard to like, not do anything that doesn't involve jiu-jitsu. Like, was, like eating's a big one. Um, like, it changes. I, I enjoy food, I enjoy cooking, I enjoy uh, the taste of food, but I'm also thinking, right, I need to make sure my weight is fine for jiu-jitsu, yeah. Um, or well, like if I'm thinking about exercise, I'm like, will this actually like I'm enjoying this exercise and keeping physically fit, but will this actually help my jiu-jitsu as well? Yeah, yeah, like climbing. I was like. Oh, damn, I could, like, my grip's getting better for jiu-jitsu. And, <laughs> um, like, gymnastics, when I took that up. Or, like, cycling, oh, like, you know, I'm keeping relatively fit for jujitsu. So say I don't think about it a lot outside the gym, I think at a certain point, I don't think you can avoid it. Although yeah. I you... Carry on.
1: Your life kind of, like, revolves around it, man. Like, everything you do is, is my better. jiu-jitsu going to get better? Is my... Yeah. I think like you, gonna
0: get better. you dress in like jiu jitsu clothes. I mean, I was about to make a point that I don't wear a lot of jiu jitsu clothes outside of the gym. And as, as I was about to say that, I was about to like rise up slightly and realize I was wearing like a grapple fest <laughs> t shirt. So that's a lie. I do wear lots of jiu jitsu clothes outside of the gym. But now I actually have black belt, like the traditional. I've, I've now adopted the traditional look of the black belt, which is uh, shorts and flip flops from like every month that doesn't end in Ueri. Uh, <laughs> so from Feb Ueri onwards, it's it's shorts and flip-flop season until <laughs> like December. So that's the, the, the attire of the black belt. Yeah, I think it goes into everything you do eventually, doesn't it? Yeah. Can't avoid it. Um, going on to that then, because you actually watch jujitsu and I don't. Okay, I kind of did. Um Question was who's your who are your favourite competitors to watch?
1: Um, I like watching uh, Lachlan Giles. Uh, yes, and the people I'll mention, you'll know why. I like watching uh, Louis Vitale. So uh, I like watching Dan Strauss, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I like watching uh, them guys mainly because obviously we you know we roll with them, and I'm like you know it's interesting to see you know what they're doing, and I speak to them mm-hmm. now and again as well. Um, other than that, I like watching Gary Tone, and I think he's he's the he's one of the most entertaining guys in jujitsu. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, Fiona! Uh, what's her name? Fion, is it Davis? The yeah, Welsh yeah. girl. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Her, her jiu-jitsu is first class, man. Oh like, god, she, yeah. She's amazing.
0: Well, um, I said, like, I haven't watched jujitsu. Like, I went to like Polaris and stuff like that. I used to go to all the Polarises, So Yeah, we used
1: to watch the Polaris yeah. together, didn't
0: we? Yeah, but I used to go to them as well. So, like,
1: yeah. to
0: say, like, I don't watch jujitsu outside jujitsu, like, I don't specifically go out of my way to just watch individual matches, like on flow grappling, but I definitely watch shows if I can. <laughs> so, these are all lies. <laughs> That's all I'm doing is lying on these podcasts. Um,
1: yeah, it just comes well, back
0: to you, doesn't it? It all comes back to you. <laughs> I was always a fan of watching Hafa like that kind of, like, of like dexterity of movement uh, yeah. or like inventive movement he is slick to watch or like ryan as well ryan hall um, yeah i think this is again something i kind of i think i said in, oh white belt toolbox this can go back in the toolbox this idea of uh um play as in uh i'm gonna steal christian's thing on this christian graugatz he did a really good like piece on play um i think once you kind of i thought actually might just go into a a further idea about relaxation i'm reading all my ideas on the on the screen i'm like damn it's all kind of linked together um i think getting over the idea of i have to win and being able to play i think should definitely be in that white belt toolbox because you see jiu-jitsu and you see violence. You see uh, that's all that's happening. People getting hurt. People getting like, fucked up and tapping. Um, but I think one of the most important parts to actually keep in mind is and, and to keep it like, so it doesn't rot your brain and make you an angry person <laughs> is the idea of play. As in the best jiu-jitsu I've ever done where I've just gone hmm I wonder if this will work <laughs> and like I love it's a dance like Jiu dancing for me as in and this is kind of maybe goes back into this, like watching Hafa and like, the way he moves like, there's no way that he was just shown that or anything like that he played to have figured that out like I think that's super important I think you need to have that in your head from day one that this is yeah. play don't be a dick this is play. This is a dance. And the more you can make it like that, the more fluid your jujitsu will be. And this is a comment like, um, definitely white belt toolboxes. Uh, I'm going to have to write these ideas down. Can you send me? I, actually, no, I say that. Like, I can just listen to this again. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, send me your ideas after us, make sure I haven't missed anything. Yeah, I'll
1: pass them.
0: I'm going to definitely make one on the play. Play, 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 play. Like, yeah. be inventive. Be like, Extravagant, you know, be, be, create a persona of your jujitsu. It's, it's, make it theatrical if you want to. And the more you do that, the more fluid your jiu-jitsu will be. Um, because if you, if you're very, uh, sharp with your movements, because you're like, I must win every exchange, right? <laughs> it, especially at wide but it's very stunted. And like, you don't develop that kind of fluidity of movement. I remember that I mentioned this before watching you at Blue Belt, like, you had play very early on. And that's why you're like, you're like, you're like a ballerina. Like an angry <laughs> ballerina when you roll. Like, and you have been since you were a blue belt. And this is why, again, it's terrifying. Like I would say you always move like a silverback gorilla. Now like, you just have such a fluidity to it. But I think that's because you've played from like a really early on. Like, you've just yeah, like, I've, I, do, I play buttons. all the time. Man. I'm just playing know, all the time. I know. Like, I think that's super important as well. Like you have, you have that mentality from the beginning, but most people haven't. And no. You can tell the people who haven't because their judo is really stunted, yeah. like, like their movements are really jagged and all over the place. And I'm just like they're going in the right direction, but like very like grunty and stoppy and starting. Mm. But like you think of any black belt, they're very fluid with their movements. How could you incorporate that kind of fluidity into being a white belt? Play, yeah, play, enjoy movement, make it dance, and find drills and partners that allow you to do that. I think that, yeah. that should be just as important in rolling and having those roles as the murder to the death ones. And it's amazing that you don't actually get a chance to actually do play movements until you're a higher belt fighting less skilled people and you can just like be an arsehole with it. <laughs> I think if you could actually have those partners from earlier on, I think your Jiu-Jitsu would get better faster. I think this yeah. is something that definitely I need to talk about more and I would definitely uh, canonize in the video. Um, but yeah, that's because of Haffer. Haffer just did that. I was like, damn, yeah, damn, that needs to be a part of it. Um, I love
1: watching JT Torres at the moment, man. His like stand-up passing, his top pressure is
0: just amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah, but again, it's probably the same thing that is that fluidity. Yeah, and and inventiveness, and I think players a way of getting that sometimes. Um, This goes on to the next question, then. Again, I can't ruin this for Naki before asking, before we started recording. Uh, I can't remember. (laughs) Breathing. Breathing exercises. Oh, yes. Breathing. Yeah. What breathing exercises would you recommend? Oh, man.
1: It's like I've said with the warm up, but you've got to find it yourself. Like, you'll find places where you can chill. You'll find places where you've got to explode. Because at the end of the day, it goes back to it being a sport. It's stop, start. It's like, A short period of strong exertion with a a bit of rest. um, And you'll find places where you can breathe.
0: Um, I I think that, again, should go into the white belt toolbox. Yeah, 100%. I remember being in a gym uh, years ago. I was a purple belt at the time. And one of the white, like, they kind of knew me-ish in the gym. And uh, a purple belt sat next to me, like, mid-rolling, like, around a round off. He said, what advice could you give me? I was like, relax. But it's going to take you five years to understand what the hell I just said. <laughs> and this black belt coach started laughing. And it was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think those two things are very interlinked. Um, yeah. When it comes to breathing, I don't think there's specific breathing exercises you can do. I think you can like, there's breathing exercises, like, trying, like from a physical standpoint, like, expand your rib cage uh interestingly interestingly i'm not sure if you knew this nacky but did you know did you know i was a classically trained singer when i was younger not that much younger but in my in my early 20s
1: i remember you telling me about it once when we were on our way
0: to the gym somewhere daft as it sounds i don't do any more maybe you assume (laughs) but the breathing exercises of that about how to expand your rib cage it wasn't like a like a like manbi, pamby holistic you know find your chi kind of thing it was like <laughs> no just sort of expand your damn rib cage and make your diaphragm work better kind of exercises but i don't really use those outside in jujitsu like i do it for like i don't know to to make my rib cage feel better because I, I um it gets crushed a lot uh, <laughs> but i think um in actually, jujitsu, I think, when it comes to breathing, I think again, white belt toolbox, finding the trenches where you're okay, like knowing that you're not always in danger. I think when you understand that and that you can chill in those spaces, or not just from a defensive point of view, but from an offensive point of view, like being on top, like you don't have to breathe as much if you're on top. Um getting control and holding control, or being on the bottom and knowing when like you're no longer in threat because I think that's one thing again with with white belts and earlier people in jiu-jitsu, is there's a constant pace. It's like like there's a BPM like that. Like it's a constant beep 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 beep, and they're just going at the <laughs> same rate. Um, you watch black belts, especially like you know uh, regular kind of competition black belts. Uh, there's explosions of movement, like you said, and they're resting in between those explosions of movement. It's like short. Sharp movements, it's not just like a constant rate. Um, I think having that as a white belt, understand that you know, don't just say relax because that means fuck all. Mm. Um, like relax, relax. What do you mean? Yeah, You're me in the face, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there you can't relax. Um, <laughs> but like. No, like, what is the relax? What is breathing? It's like, there are going to be places, um, explain where these a lot of these places are from experience, where you're okay. Like, the like, going back to that defend everything, like, you know, what is control, what is defense? You're okay here. You're not dying. Like, it hurts a little bit. You can breathe, relax. Save your energy. Um, know when to move. Know when to go to the next trench. I think that's like maybe year one toolbox stuff. Yeah. Um, I think then breathing will become more natural. Um, So I don't think that's a specific exercise you can do for it. But again, it all comes down to uh, uh, jujitsu intelligence. Yeah. Downloading from the Matrix. (laughs) Um, Hmm. Last one. Unless we start shooting shit. Uh, What trip because you, you play a lot of these especially like uh, running man hawkins or the or the regular defensive breed stuff um what tricks and tips have you got for transitions
1: for transitions oh yeah. um i you know my favorite is always the jab cross uh, and everything i do i always set it up like it just goes from, I build on levels. So depending on who I'm rolling with, I'll do a one, two. If it works, it's good. If it doesn't, then I'll have to do like a one, one, two. Or then, you know, it's always faking. Uh, you know, I'll treat it like boxing I do now when I'm on the bottom. Like i got to fake, fake, and then go. Fake, fake, and then go. If you can get in that mindset, I think your uh, running man transition game will get a lot better. I think that's
0: um, the, the, I think yeah, get bang on. It's, um, so explain the idea of a jab cross to anyone like, listen to this for the first time. And I said earlier in the white belt toolbox, there's always an opposite movement to what you're doing. If you're going one way, you can go the other way. Yeah. If you can research and figure out how you're supposed to, there's always another way. If like every left hand, there's a right hand punch. And initially, like when you first starting out, you just have a jab. You just go in one way, you become very predictable and that gets shut down. Eventually, then you want to develop a jab cross. So you can take them one way, then go the other way. That's fine. But like Naki just said, then you start making combos. Like, I think this is then the tricks with the transitions of uh, these kind of defensive positions is that you have to start developing combos. You have to yeah. start understanding where your jabs and your crosses are and be able to then play with them. Like, and the only way of doing that is then, I think, like having those kind of pad work drills not actual pad work drills, <laughs> but that, this idea that people like set you up combos so that you can then just like drill on. So it's not dead drilling again. I think that's going to be another important one. Not necessarily. Yeah. Maybe that goes in the white belt toolbox. I should have. I should have had like a pen next to me because should have been written. <laughs> I think everything we talk down.
1: about today goes into the white belt toolbox.
0: <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, oh, man, I'm going to listen to this podcast again. I'm going to listen to like my voice again, and your <laughs> and, like. Don't mind your voice, but this. I'm gonna have to listen to this whole thing again and figure out where we left all these nuggets of information. And how long are we into this now? Like an hour and a bit? Laugh. Dude, <laughs> it's almost like an hour and stuff of information I've got to listen to again. <laughs> like, oh. That's why I enjoy these Reap the Week episodes because we come in with ideas and then like they're bouncing off each other. Oh, shit, shit, we could add this. Yeah. And then we forget them because you hid them inside one of these <laughs> <laughs> and nothing ever comes of it. It's just empty promises. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, man, I'm glad I've got some notes left over because it's like this is going to be like a 10 video series. Actually, speaking to someone earlier, they said like, wow, you part of a lot of content. Are you going to run out of stuff? And I, hope, <laughs> I didn't know he's going to listen to this as well. So like, hi, Graham. Um, i was like i have like so many like things left like like 30 odd videos at least that i need to record um (laughs) the other thing that kind of limits me is that i have time like specific time to do it and then my batteries die and i stop (laughs) and i'm like or like you know i I start uploading stuff onto the off my camera onto my phone to like edit it um because i can't afford a a good laptop patreon um (laughs) give me a mac uh is that what they're called macbook i'm sure yeah yeah um i don't know uh i went feral long ago uh but yeah i am load it onto that i've only got like eight or nine gig of like spare hard drive to do and like every video uploads like four gig so by the time i've like rendered a new version it's like i've got no space left on my <laughs> phone so i have to upload it and then do it all over again i'm like oh fuck this like i need to figure out a better way of doing this yeah um but yeah, it's like 30, and now I've got like 40 videos I need to do because this white belt toolbox has worked <laughs> out really well. Um like we did it on this because um, you've added like four or five ideas in that. I was like, oh shit. Fuck. <laughs> he added into it. Um, I think those things were especially like going back to them, because it's like I'm really happy about those. This is like really cheered, not cheered me up, but like made <laughs> me excited. Um not in that way. Anyone watching on videos? It's not that <laughs> way right now. Like, oh, sort of throttling myself off camera. This isn't OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> can I edit all this out? No. Yeah, I can't. Edit it. I, can't I can't, I can't be asked <laughs> okay, to do that okay. kind of shit. Um, editing. <laughs> I, just, I just click upload. Um Yes, yeah, has made me really excited about like all these kind of things. I think this is stuff we do anyway. Um, like, it's it's obviously funny just because you know we are from the same gym. And so I'm like, Naki, what do you think? It's like you list off the exact things that I'm gonna say anyway, like in the exact <laughs> same order. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. It kind of I've kind of battered it into his brain that hard. <laughs> but, like I, I decry, you know, we spend that one episode like, decrying saying to people like you know you shouldn't be a clone of your coach.
1: <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> oh yeah. So, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <happy now. laughs>
0: like, Our bro. games are different.
1: Our games are completely different
0: now. Oh completely. Oh it's so much fun. Like um I think that's what makes it really interesting is because we both understand like the concepts behind it all. Like we're reading each other's games. Like even if it's like um we're not entirely sure of the new stuff that we're both playing. Yeah. Um I can, like, I'm looking at your game thinking I know what he's doing I haven't seen him do this before but I know why he's doing it and I'm then, like doing the maths in my head like and how do I upset him now and shut it all down <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes it a lot more fun that way So like ah he's attacking me and crying <laughs> um, I miss rolling
1: yeah it, it, I do miss it
0: hopefully hopefully we can come back soon and we can, uh, we can, uh, especially, one uh, well, of the interesting things is that, you know, saying this in the podcast of like, um, uh, mentally working through Jiu Jitsu, I think is better for you at home than physically doing it. I'd be interested like what the stuff we've come back with, like after spending so long watching and going, hmm, jujitsu, uh, what we do in the gym now, like now we've got this like deeper kind of like knowledge of it. Despite the fact that we haven't played it, like, it's, mm. it's hard to say. Like, oh, you get better at ju- Jiu-Jitsu by not doing it. Um, when we actually haven't got the empirical evidence because we haven't got back in the gym and tried it yet. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna. My hypothesis is it's gonna work out for the best. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that explains rust. To be fair, like, um, if I was to take you, if, if uh, heaven forbid, if I was to take you out of Jiu-Jitsu for like three years, as a rough. Random number. Mm. Um, I don't think you'd be that much different. I don't. Th- I think if you're physically fit, that wouldn't change with jujitsu. I think it'd just be rust mentally. I think if you could fix the mental rust, nothing would change, even mm. after three years off. Mm. Like, I think so. like you. Maybe age would affect you. Like you've got like your legs and your back would hurt more. Yeah, but I think the but game wouldn't change or less. No. I think you'd just be as good as you were. If you could, like, find a way of keeping mental rust off over those three yeah. years, even if you physically didn't do it, I think you'd come back at the exact same place you were at.
1: Possibly, yeah. Not Probably not um, progressed, but possibly at the level yeah, that I yeah.
0: Especially after three years. You'd think someone would go backwards in that time. Yeah. Uh, we well, are about to find out when people return to the gym, if they've gone backwards after one year off. Um, I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to, like... Uh, <laughs> You <laughs> you for three years, and like it put, put you in a coma, and like you can come back in three years' time. And like, how has it worked? Well, that wouldn't work anyway because if you're in a coma, like you wouldn't be thinking about jujitsu. Yeah, that's not, I wouldn't know. Maybe they do, maybe they do think of jujitsu. <laughs> I have no idea, can't really comment on it. Um, I think we've kind of gone a bit left field on this one, Mac. Why, well, I, I know we've gone on a like, big tangent. <laughs> i'm not even high like these i i i've been so good like big big i was gonna say brownie points for me <laughs> <laughs> no brownie points for me yeah, no brownie um, points. <laughs> none at all uh maybe it had some sort of a lasting effect on me uh <laughs> drugs are bad um Talking about high, we've had a very weird question, aren't we? <laughs> What's what that? Have we? Have I missed it?
1: The,
0: the, the jujitsu in space from our dear friend Tom. Oh, damn. Yeah, he was definitely high when he asked that question. <laughs> uh, yeah, go for it. I, I don't know what the question is. This is gonna be interesting. Maybe, maybe that's what we should do in the Discord night like, in the future. Is that you're like the, the question Isa. You you take the questions and you fire them at me. <laughs> um, oh, no, on the spot. Uh, okay, yeah, let's try it. Oh um, man, he
1: messaged me. He messaged me today as well. He was like, "Oh, make sure you ask him. Make sure you talk about the jujitsu in space. What would it be like?" I don't like. Jiu-jitsu. I don't know. I I haven't thought about it, man. But you know, it's something we could talk about.
0: Are we talking like on the ISS, or are we talking, uh, like just in space? Because I'm pretty sure it wouldn't last long.
1: No, I know. I don't, like- I don't know. Unless he <laughs> just means the moon or
0: something. <laughs> yeah, I guess. If would it work? I think I've always said like. Uh, there's so many parts of jiu jitsu that if you were to take away uh, your your primitive human understanding of what is up and down jiu jitsu is very much the same and wherever you look at it like if you were to like put jiu jitsu in space you wouldn't tell the difference between guard and mount yeah you'd <laughs> be um, yeah and there'd be no pressure way, there'd be no pressure. yeah i I'd, I'd, I'd be crushed <laughs> not literally because there's no <laughs> <gravity>. <laughs> <But> <laughs> this is what i um, mean like y- it would be so weird there'd be no pressure as you said i couldn't i couldn't dude i think that that's my like it's a good job i'm not religious and <laughs> like believe in like hell because i'm pretty sure my my version of hell would just be me trying to hold side control in space <laughs> like, and
1: not be able to, like crush <sighs> people
0: there's me like trying to like you know do their ribs in they're just like being pushed away in the exact same amount and i'm like nah. no, no ground no ground to push off <laughs> yeah exactly no gravity for me to like drive my shoulder <laughs> through them and it's just like constant just like floating through away from me i'm like this that's that's yeah like, i think a choke would probably be the only thing that would work possibly yeah well def- definitely would i think arm bars and stuff would work in space you you kind of framing you you're pushing against yeah their you're shoulder. pushing against them but yeah, yeah exactly yeah you're pushing against them to then do but their do arms, you need don't the think.
1: floor to extend if you're lying
0: on your back maybe some arm bars would work I don't know like yeah like one way it behind the arm yeah like, just use your your arms as well like you wouldn't be able to like bridge off something yeah but stacks to, no like, stacks there'd be no stacks <laughs> oh no they just go around in circles
1: yeah
0: <laughs> come to think of it mate that'd be weird dude maybe maybe like. Maybe we should do some sort of like after hours episode of this because I think we'll definitely go off on a on like a fucking <laughs> yeah, tangent we should, right now. We <laughs> Maybe we should do like a like a, a explicit 18s only one or we'll like just see like I don't know episode. So maybe like episode fifty if we get that far, it's Huss just like fucked out of our faces trying to like, talk <laughs> about Jesus. <Jiu-Jitsu. laughs> I like just high as balls. Just like <laughs> what happens? we will got Tom on. We'll tell him come on, mate. It's your question. Yeah. I think, I think that's something to, to definitely put in the future. If, if we have, maybe if we, there's like a certain milestone, uh, if we hit like, I don't know, uh, like, like 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel, or uh, I don't know, like 10,000 listens on the, on the podcasts, uh, that's the point where like cool let's do let's do a fucking crazy <laughs> like, let's let's get like wasted and try and do a podcast together um and uh, yeah eddie bravo may may I think that, I think that's pretty much how you like summon Eddie Bravo <laughs> <laughs> you get high <laughs> and just like rant into a camera like his name three times and just appears like a yeah. candyman. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go to bed I think I'm tired yeah. uh, anyway um, I hope I hope 75% of that was useful to anyone listening <laughs> and the final 25% is heavily ignored um, <laughs> uh, yeah thank you uh, this has been the week with uh, El Hefe and the villain uh, Naki and Chris um, tune in next week for I'm sure a completely normal, not high at all episode uh, where we'll talk about more jujitsu. If you have any questions, please visit the Discord channel, message us individually. I'm sure we'll respond um, at a price. Uh, (laughs) uh, Thank you for your time, Naki. Yeah, cheers,
1: mate. See you soon. Pleasure, dude. See you in a bit.